0: It's episode of the Tennis Scottish Football Podcast, definitely Monday this week uh, It is Monday It is Monday just Excellent um, I am Craig Cairns, I haven't written any intros because time has been quite short for me recently Well free time has been non-existent um, But I have with me Tom Watt Hello And Craig Anderson Good evening And we're just going to talk through the, we're going to go through our usual Monday roundup of the Premiership matches Yeah. Let's start with yesterday's live matches and the um, match at Rugby Park, which Celtic came away with with a one nil win after a last-minute goal from Alex Bruce's hand.
2: Yeah, well, sad, sadly, sadly we're not doing this one last, which would have been um, preferable um, for a 0-0 <laughs> draw, um, which is the way it looked like it was going very much like um, Kelly's game at home to Rangers last week. It was one of those games that just looked like it was petering out, probably... Um, Celtic had kind of huffed and puffed a bit especially at the very start of the game Kelly had grown right into it Celtic had another spell they didn't I didn't feel worried they were going to score at any point to be honest and then even down to 10 men it looked like they'd maybe run out of ideas a little bit. Obviously, they were getting a bit more space, but Kelly were defending the box so well. And then it's um, it's just one um, one moment where uh, Liam Miller, um, who'd just been brought on as a sub and experienced, falls asleep and leaves Brown kind of unmarked on the edge of the box. And and that's, that's the difference in quality where Kelly are bringing on Liverpool Boni, who's barely played a senior game, and Celtic are bringing on thirteen million pound Oliver Burke <laughs> and PSG wonder kid uh, Timothy wea and that's uh, that. That ultimately is the difference between the sides because I felt for for eighty nine minutes, Kelly, in match Celtic as as they have done regularly with with the exception of um.
0: Of the Southend Park match yeah. yeah 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 And it sparked Absolutely shameful scenes At the end of <laughs> Yeah Good to
2: see Good to see Weir getting right
1: in That was, that was like sarcastic he
2: sarcastic. indoctrinated Very early on And yeah um, c- c- Sorry on Weir What was the green thing? Why did he have a green tongue?
0: I didn't see that bit don't know. Eating. Don't know. It's
2: been on like jelly babies. I'm not. But not jelly the Kool-Aid. babies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like he'd been on uh, that. You know that frog cocktail you used to get when you went. Uh, oh, yeah. when you, I can't remember what it's called. And it was like the Blue Wicked mixed with uh, Smolnoff Ice or something <laughs> like that.
0: It looked like he'd been drinking. What's making that green? Are you not talking about Venom? The uh, 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 what's his name? Jamie Robson's drink of choice.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm not down with the kids. Like I have absolutely no concept of like modern. Um, Going out culture because I'm more likely to be sitting at home getting drunk,
1: <laughs> not drinking green drink.
2: Now I I tend to steer clear of of most green things, uh, grass. I, I can't avoid it sometimes, but um, I try to prefer the plastic if it's available. <laughs> um, we might talk about that. We yeah, might talk about uh, that. <laughs> but, no, but no, you're you're right. Like um, it was uh, the pitch invasion and stuff at the end. That doesn't bother me. It's like it's just ironic that Celtic. Um fans had been criticising Rangers for very similar and then doing it And for checking for coins. Yeah, but...
1: Oh, there was a, there was an awful lot of uh, the wind blowing in a very different direction after that because, it, it, you know, Brendan Rodgers saying it's disgraceful that the rules are... they ruin the game. I mean, that that was exactly the sort of booking... That, you know, there are times when players like celebrate a bit over the top and they get a yellow card and you're like, come on, roll your eyes about it. But that was exactly what that rule was brought in for to stop that kind of overreaction. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think there was one a couple of weeks ago when Wea scored late on at McDermott Park and the referee told him that the reason he didn't book him is because there wasn't a surge towards him or something online or it didn't spill over. It was something like, because he had booked, was it Forrest before that in the same game? For going to the crowd, so
1: it, I mean it's a wildly inconsistently applied rule. Um, mm-hmm. It's particularly when players have got already got a booking; they, they tend to get referees do mm-hmm. tend to show either a mm-hmm. uh, slight disregard for the rules or common sense. i, I look forward the to, you're uh, on.
2: to VAR when Scott Brown scores exactly that same goal, <laughs> runs to the crowd, celebrating, gets a yellow card, and then the goal gets disallowed, and he still has to go off for <laughs> celebrating a goal that doesn't even count.
1: No, and, but I. I I think it was a uh, yeah for for a man who's essentially a very high priced Mark Birchall Wales got a very, <laughs> very uppity about being the man brought on to score the third in a three one win. But what
0: do you think of Celtic's performance overall?
1: Um, I, I think it was it was muted. Like you said, it it almost felt like given all the results the day before they weren't massively bothered if they only got a draw. Given they'd had problems before, uh, given Kamara played very well um And you know, in that sort of backhanded compliment, that slightly patronising way, they would have been quite happy to get a point, and it's a testament to how far Gilman could come and all that sort of nonsense. But I thought they were considering how fluid they've been in, in recent weeks, and considering the difference that particularly Burke's made, um and how many more att- attacking options they seem to have had in the last couple of weeks, it was really muted. They didn't seem to have a huge amount of ideas. And within, I mean, to sort of show the flip side of it, they've kind of gone from meekly looking like they were going to accept a point which would have been fine given everywhere else, to pretty much winning the league.
0: Yeah, exactly. RIP I Rangers title hopes. Yeah, I think, to be
2: fair to Celtic, their defensive performance was very, very good. Um, Tall Jan, um, I know Kig Fowler was speaking about him on the extra $5 Patreon. Um And kind of obviously talking about his um, performance in Europe in midweek Where he was a bit, um, like the rest of them, a bit out of his depth against a very good Valencia team But he kept Jordan Jones very quiet yesterday Um, Both Celtic central defenders were very good um, And and down the left Hayes had a really good game Um, To the extent that you'd maybe have started to think it was a mistake not to pick him um, midweek um, and so,
0: in I fairness, think Hayes would have made much of a difference. No, defense. no, I mean I, not do I, but he's he's
2: not as bad as he's a like I think
0: you look at players like uh, Tol is it Toljan yeah. uh, and even Burke, how they are quite dominant domestically, and they just they they, they can't make the step but, up. Um, at least, maybe not individually, but at least in that team or the way that Rodgers sets them yeah, out or whatever it is.
2: But fundamentally, they they're they're the best team in the league, which is why yeah. they are winning the league. And it's it's moments like that. Um, it's not the first time they've done it. Recently, they won the game late. They won the game late at um, St Johnston, but it was it was two late goals. Um, they're, ju- they're just when you get down to those moments, and you need the moment of quality. Or you need the um, opponent not to switch off. Kelly can match Celtic for. A large spell A game But there's always That one mistake Or in this case Two mistakes It was Broadfoot Which is Indefensible in the wild sense. It was wild I mean I see A few people say He thought he was He was kind of Going to do Brown and there Probably might have Been some extent To that But I think As much as anything He was just he's just going after a ball because that's what he does. It's
0: just very high, though. And high you're and catching somebody it. that high with your, yeah. no, your no, studs it's, it's showing. A, yeah. and you seem to
2: have a lot of time to think about it as well. Yeah, it but, like it. Uh, I mean, and as I
0: heard somebody else say, um, I can't remember where, but it was just in an area in the pitch where he just didn't need to yeah, do it yeah. as well. Um, but So,
2: yeah, it's frustrating from a Kelly point of view, but it was made a bit better by the fact that, as I say, we didn't lose out much given that, that nobody else round about has won over the weekend.
0: Um, so... Is it a concern that Killy have now not won in five matches? I won't, it is. It's always a concern when you go from
2: winning nearly every week to not How win. much of a concern is it I'm, if they one in five matches, Greg? I'm not hugely bothered at the moment because the run of games is particularly hard. We've come back from the winter break. We've played Rangers, Aberdeen, Hearts, Dundee, Rangers, Celtic, and then it's going to be Rangers again. Um, and then we've got Rangers again before the <laughs> before the split. Um, and uh, so, oh yeah, it started brilliantly with the the win. Um, or Rangers I just keep saying that word over and over. The win there, obsessed, and then mate. Drew up, at, <laughs> drew up at Petardie, which is a, a fine result. You, you'd always be happy with that. And then the won since then. Um, Losing at home at Hearts was a big blow I was more, more annoyed about that one because, I think out the
0: fixtures I mean yeah. I, I know earlier you were kind of fishing a little bit On the WhatsApp group But I think when you list all those fixtures The Hearts one at home is definitely the it's most the disappointing in, yeah. Yeah.
2: Going to Dundee they, they've got better Okay you, you might expect to win that And then drawing draw 0-0 at home at Rangers fine Especially the cup game Take it to Ibrooks in what could have been a 0-0 draw yesterday So the big challenge now is there's three I mean every, up to the split it's much much more favourable now as a result of having got a lot of games out of the way the next three fixtures are Livingston away and then Muller and St Mirren at home you'd be hoping for seven points at least from that and if if they can get that and get back on track you're starting to look again at Europe at the very least but there's definitely no reason we can't finish second
0: I like how um, Clark pretty much refused to um, rule out a title challenge in his post-match interview he wasn't quite asked um, um, if the title challenge was still on he was asked if Celtic could be stopped or something like that and he kind of said well we're not going to give up We're, we're win, gonna...
2: win every game and see what happens like, I, mean, <laughs> I think he's very much like that because he's kept saying like even he's always been like oh we'll just try to, try to stay up and then it's like oh we'll just try to get top six and it's like it would take a bit of a, a a major collapse not to get top six. Yeah, now it's exactly. possible, but uh, yeah. he's he's just one of the guys. He's you're never going to get much out of him um, from that side of things. You may get a lot out of him in terms of uh, patter, but uh, like try to dig people out, but not for the.
0: Speaking of patter, let's move on to the next game where we're going to talk about Hearts goalkeepers. Now they seem to be pretty good Hearts goalkeepers until you just shoot at them. <laughs> I, I mean that's always a flaw with a goalkeeper. <laughs> uh,
2: I mean I think. kick kick the top corner
0: tips over the bar all that kind of stuff they're great but if you you just hit a
1: shot right at them it's like some sort of Nintendo boss (laughs) it's just like really telegraphed area that you know if you can hit that like the bosses on House of the Dead 4 I think
2: even the very first uh, the very first one on Sonic when you would just like have to just go close to him until he came towards you and then just time it to like bump him the Dr. Robotnik when he was in the wee spaceship yeah exactly (laughs) on to the game though (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah I mean Pretty evenly contested. Uh, Jake Hastie looking pretty exceptionally five and six now for him. And Motherwell seemed to be all the things they weren't at the start of the season. They like they didn't have width. They mm-hmm. didn't really seem to be able to dominate a midfield. They didn't seem to be able to winning second balls. They didn't seem to be able to get forward with any kind of pace. They had no goal threat. Um, there weren't. Like, they were playing people out of position at fullback. All of these things have been reversed. still are to an
0: extent, I think. Well, this is working for them now. Well, it's working for them now. <laughs>
1: um, and, and they've got this very young, very up and at, interface midfield who are capable of scoring incredibly good goals from a variety of different positions. Um, not, I mean, it is helped when opposition goalkeepers do some sort of like, like a dog trying to bury its own. Uh, ship. It was, <laughs> I, don't, I can't think of a better way of putting it.
2: Like, there's like Go, those goalkeeping arrows that are. Explainable mm-hmm. A lot of goalkeeping errors You know He gets a back pass And he goes to kick it And he misses the ball And it's said Well he went to kick it And he missed the ball You can see what he was Trying to do You can see what happened You watch Doyle there And you're like What, what, what was he, he Trying to do
1: Every time you watch it And I watched it back A number of times From a number of different angles I still can't I'm still expecting him to save it. Like, we're still, we're at
0: the very least, you know. Neil McCann was saying something about him thinking a move ahead or something and thinking about getting down and smothering the ball and holding it to kind of kill a bit of time to take a point because hearts were down to 10 men at that point. And, um. It's like a second left.
2: It's not going to make any difference.
0: Yeah. He was just saying, like, there's, there's no counter attack <laughs> on or anything like that. He's not going to jump up and try and find one of his own players. And but I don't know. It's, it's guesswork at this point. I mean, surely, uh, Doyle, and whoever he's told in the dressing room afterwards, uh, are the only people that really know. But Craig Levine after the game just said, no, I'm not having, I'm not having any excuse. It's just, uh, it's yeah, just, because like, Brian McLaughlin was trying to say, was it the wind? Was the sun in his eyes? All this kind of thing. at that point,
2: the goalkeeper just hooks his hand up and says, I fucked up. And they go, I yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. And it's like, well, people make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just a particularly egregious one. But the thing for me, you, you mentioned, you mentioned Hasty's goal um, earlier. I hadn't seen a lot of them. I you knew I Bits and pieces of the highlights, but this is my first time actually watching him play live that I know of anyway. And uh, so I watched that game and I'm like, I'd seen him through the weekend. I seen No, I watched Gareth Bale before the games and I want to, um, you know, I want to copy him. And I'm like, Okay, I'm very, very, very good. And then you watch him literally within like the first 10 minutes of the game, or I mean, early anyway, pick up the ball and do literally exactly what Gareth Bale would do, cut inside, just. Batter people for pace and mm-hmm. then smash mm-hmm. one in from the edge of the box, and you're
0: like, Oh, and then uh, Christophe Berra doing exactly what Craig Levine said after the game they had been told not to do, and that was to show him inside. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it's like in that moment, Christoph Berra discovered who Jake Hasty is, where every the rest of <laughs> Scottish football has been talking about him for months. Is, uh, Berra just, I don't
2: know if it's that one in that last injury, he's just. Caught up. Know, something Rob was
0: saying that um, and Hearts did look a bit more comfortable defensively in a back four, but Rob was saying that uh, it's at a part the left of a back three. He doesn't he doesn't look comfortable there. I remember when um, Hearts signed Dimitri Mitchell the first time. Maybe it was he said something along the lines of he can play an attacking fullback on that side in a back three because Berra's good enough to play two positions. And maybe at that point Berra was able to cover yeah. the left centre back and the left back side, but. Since the injury, yeah He's he's not looked quite the same And uh, he's struggled in that position yeah, he, was, uh, he did at Rugby Park Even early on in that game yeah, he, he struggled He, got, yeah,
2: he it was in Jolly, fortunately It was up against him And not not anyone him um, who, who was going to trouble him But yes, he, he looked a bit... Um, bit shaky and yeah, he just he just didn't look like he could handle it. and it wasn't just um you know it wasn't just that goal just in general the aggression of Motherwell, the kind of directness with, with Main getting on him or um hasty or Campbell breaking Campbell from or midfield or as well, yeah. It's very was, impressive just he just looked like a man who couldn't play the um, yeah, I'm not saying I think he's still got a role In that Hearts team I think if they play him And Suter as a as a, as a pairing um, They're very strong um, Because it's a more Comfortable position He doesn't have to Cover the ground In the same way He, he can focus on You know Staying central um, But I just think The introduction of Shoggin Saying they kind of Wanting to keep playing With the back three I, I just don't know If it's necessary For Hearts Because I think They're, they're a team That would maybe Look, look better In a 4 4 Especially now, now Big Ucce is back
1: I think as well in some sort of defence of the goalkeeper, not not a huge amount of defence there. There were a number of reasons that like Hart didn't really deserve the point they were about to get. They were already down to ten men. They hadn't adapted the tactics. They hadn't really adapted to Motherwell's Motherwell style at all. You know they're so reliant on on Stephen Naismith at the moment, um, and Motherwell really good. You know they were really yeah. they were really dynamic. They were they were just a team completely transformed and I I think given some of the the business that they did in January people thought that they might pick up a bit but they didn't nobody thought where the where Mm -hmm. the kind Mm -hmm. of catalyst for that would come I mean like recalling Hasty from Aloha I don't I didn't see any of them Mm -hmm. I I saw him a
0: couple of times and I interviewed again another plug for the Patreon I interviewed uh, Jack Hawk from the Aloha advertiser who's watched them every week and he said that he he wasn't like a standout for. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't poor. He played well in uh, quite a few games, but he wasn't one of the standout players for Alloa, And He's actually got better since mm-hmm. he's gone to Motherwell.
2: Sometimes confidence, it's just yeah, uh, that's he's it. Got that big chance, and sometimes it can sometimes be if he hadn't had. Oh. A good first couple of games He might have disappeared You know For see him again And now he's probably One of these guys That's going to yeah. You know Have a big impact But yeah As you say Tom, It was Six wins in a row um, Now Including the one just before um, You know Against Hamilton Just before the break um, In the league That is And That's their best Equal their best ever um, Top flight runs, Or sorry Best since the war So it's well, wow. It's you know, you <clears> think after the it's start of the season yeah. yeah. You think it's good but it's especially good um, mm-hmm. And so it's They are a very good team at the moment um, They'll be glad They stuck with Robinson Because I think there was a few moments where, where that was questionable But he's Been given a chance as, uh, as Graham was saying he's still a young manager himself He's learning and he's learned And whether was kind of by chance He stumbled upon this team or, or what It sometimes doesn't matter you just have to Take you know, be humble enough to say, okay, I've found the right team and stick with it. And for I think Robinson, for some of his flaws, he's a very humble guy. I don't think he, he really mm-hmm. has any ears and graces or ego about him, which is probably why he's um, been happy to kind of
0: change his style completely. And uh, Jimmy Scott Is it not Jimmy Scott What's his name Ah fucked it James Scott James Scott The guy that came on He isn't a myth I've been hearing about this guy For <laughs> months and months And finally we get an appearance from Or at least one that I I got to see anyway So so that was nice That yeah, was just
2: nice Don Lee Smith's goal as well It's such oh, yeah. a So it was very funny Because you, you watch him And it's like There are very few players In Scottish football Would have the, um, the Sort of Creativity it's like to, to score that goal The kind of Quick thinking, and it, and it was very similar it then when it went to the half time break on the telly. It showed the goal, I can't remember who it was against now, where he headed it, flicked it with Livingston he flicked a header over the goalkeeper. Oh, it was
0: chopped off for offside? Yeah, well, I don't yeah, know. It was it in the lad
2: it was, I don't know. It, it kind of, it, The ball came to him and he was standing just in front of the goalie and he kind of back headed it over him. And I'm I, to I, think, think, I can't remember what game it was. I, I felt like it was against Livingston. I think you're right. It. I think it might have been the nil-nil recently that was it, chopped off for offside. It could have been, but um, it's just a guy who just has that little bit in him. And it was funny or because... It, Originally came from a laugh like a miss hit when you try mm-hmm. you try to shoot with his You could legs. see
0: a fan by in one of the replays, you could see a fan in the goal laugh at him after that first chance and then uh yeah but, sticks it right up them. Um, <laughs> getting
2: get che back as well, I think, will be huge. For yeah.
0: like, I actually thought hearts were worthy of the point. I mean I'm, i I you can't begrudge Motherwell the win. I think they, they edged that they were better, but I mean I, I think I think Hearts would have been worthy of a point if it had ended that way. But um yeah, they're there's still problems there, though. <laughs> There's definitely still problems there. But players slowly coming back, and a few others to come back still. Um, we'll move on to the next game. Up at Pataudry. Rabideen drew 2-0 with St. Mirren. Um, Duckins Nazon has another shot to oxen off after he was cool as a banana in the refrigerator when he slotted that penalty away.
2: Yeah. I, um... I've never heard that expression before. It's a
0: real expression, I promise. <laughs>
2: Why, why? 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 Anything in a refrigerator? Like that's cool.
0: Particularly it's, bananas, though.
2: It's not as cool as it can be. It's I see. Kind of it's, it's just it's getting...
1: colder than outside temperature. Okay. I mean, yeah.
2: Okay. You. You do. You do. You. Thanks. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I. Th- Where should start with this? St. Merin should be quite disappointed. Um, and I know, uh, Kenny said after the game they're. You know they would, they came for a point they would, they were very happy with a point, but they created more than enough opportunities. They got ahead twice. Um, they had a couple of contentious calls against them, and Aberdeen were absolutely rotten for almost the entire game. And at some point, like they, they they were like fits and bursts where they looked like they they put some men on the back foot, but they they some men played a back five. They looked very solid. They were getting bodies in front of things, and. They they just kind of managed to b- both stop anything coming in from wide areas really and were breaking quickly uh, in the middle of the park. Um, there was a so there's a point maybe like 19 minutes before I like think maybe 71 minutes in the um, Aberdeen equalised and uh, Dundee went ahead. And given how the, the the games were panning out that season, that might be quite a pivotal point in the season because because weren't the better side for almost the entire game and looked for the first time that certainly I've seen in the season like they had a game plan and they knew how to they, they all knew what their roles were and they knew kind of how to execute them Um the fact that they conceded two pretty soft goals and in many ways should have you know Cosgrove missed a Pretty simple one for a third one. They could easily have got nothing from a game that they they did deserve to win.
2: Yeah, and it's as you say, like they they, it's been like this for them since, basically since Keaneley came in, which is that you keep seeing those little things here. But that that um, put them five points adrift now of both uh, both Hamilton and Dundee, and that's when when that size of gap starts to open up. That's when you start to worry because it's not it's no longer the case of oh you win a game and you're. Potentially
0: back up there I don't know where that's Come from I mean I heard that on Sports Sound scene last night as well And they've They've won Sorry They've lost they would lost their last eight Before this No well that's what I mean And they've won 1-13 I mean I'm no expert But that's relegation form But that's what I mean (laughs) You
2: keep You keep um, You keep hearing Or they're they're turning a corner Sorry right uh, okay Apologies So they drew with Celtic um, Hmm. In one of the the early games And you're watching like Okay they're going to be good here And then they played, um, yeah. They played a few times where you've watched them and fucking beat hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah but you get they get that result, and people are like, okay, they're going to turn the corner. But but fundamentally, I just they're just not good enough. Like like they've brought in players that, that may improve them, but I'm just not sure they're improving them mm-hmm. away from from really 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 bad to just really really bad. They
1: look they look incredibly incredibly fragile. I mean, in, in many ways, it's unfair to to you know they, they would have been happy with the point they got their point they scored a couple of goals but they just look incredibly fragile at no point despite being completely on top despite looking very solid despite you know breaking at pace and getting at at the Aberdeen center backs time and time again and especially in the first half um, when they were you know they're, they're handed a the lead they immediately retreated into themselves and they can't deal with a, a set piece. Um, Aberdeen had a bit of, uh, you know, had, were on the ascendancy for a bit. They then score, uh, kind of against the run of play, but from that point, they had all the all the momentum and they again, they sort of slowly surrendered all the momentum. A bit like you were saying, when they, they turned the corner, they don't seem to have turned in at any point such a rotten performance that you know, yeah. Dundee have or Hamilton have. Yeah, that, that's a good that,
0: point. That, that, that I, can't like, oh I can't remember. Oh my god, they
1: are terrible. But they, but they, they're consistently falling short. Yeah, I can't
2: remember them taking any big, big beatings. Um, I mean, off yeah, you're right. I hadn't I thought about it until you mentioned. that okay they, got, okay, they got good beat point. Four nil off Rangers, but it was like a bunch of penalties. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> so, yeah. But they, I mean, they, they came to Rugby Park just before Christmas, and I think Kelly were two 0 up in ten minutes, and at that stage, it looked like it. Could have been about forty now, and then they scored, and and actually I think it finished two one. Um, but they never actually they almost settled it two one, and I wonder if that's kind of some extent of it. They're going behind as well, and they're, and they're not even necessarily even trying to pull it back too much. I just I just have I just have grave concerns about them. Where. Dundee have picked up in terms of just they have just recruited incredibly well mm. They seem to have a really good team now And Hamilton have changed manager And that seems to have made an impact Okay they lost this weekend But they made an impact on the way they play and stuff Samirin have stuck with the same manager That they've had for most of the season Who hasn't been getting the results And they've brought in players But you have no idea of the quality of the players Because they're mainly unknown quantities um, Some of them come with a good reputation But you don't know what they are uh,
1: I think there's there is a bit of a worry I mean you would obviously regardless of what happens you would hope that he would get enough time next season to put things right and recruit again properly over the summer whether they're in this division or or the, or the championship but there's not yet been uh, he's not had a bounce yet he's not had a run of games where you're like right he's obviously imposing his style on on the on the team mm-hmm. To their credit, in this game, they, it was the first time I've seen them where you're like, right, I can see what they're trying to do, and they sort of. They
0: I mean, I mean all told, it's a good result, but it comes yeah. at the same time as when Dundee pull away from them for yeah. uh, a game that we'll get to in a second. After, and they look like they've got a team there that's capable of uh, putting a couple of wins it, together. It's
2: that it's that thing if they had the
0: lead, you
2: know, and they had well they had the lead twice, right? Yeah. Twice. and they and, their, their,
0: um... and they look like they could have lost yeah, the game. That's what I mean. Yeah. And that,
2: that's the worry that you have. It's not. Obviously, going to, if you'd say it at the start of the weekend, yes, 2 2 at excellent result. But Aberdeen, as you say, didn't play well, um, which they haven't actually much this year. Um, and uh, they still couldn't. And, and when your opponents are, when you're being given that opportunity in a big game like that to get three points that could be, you know, bonus points essentially, and you can't take them, it just, I don't know. Uh, worries me for them I, I say I'm worried i I'm quite happily see them relegated yes uh,
1: I mean, there, there were very the, to put it in some context there were very level headed Aberdeen fans who were saying it was one of the three worst performances under McInnes and wow. you know he's had some Bad results at times.
0: Well, we don't have time to go oh. into it, but I was going to ask you about the home form because it's been pretty poor recently. Um, the yeah lost to Celtic, draw with Stenhousemuir, draw with Kilmarnock, lost to Rangers, won over Queen of the South, and then draw with St Mirren. That's the last what five matches. That's, that's pretty poor.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, similarly to to kind of the concerns over Achilles' form, the the loss to Celtic was you know four three. It was a good game. They had their chances, played well. The Stenhousemuir game, they were pretty poor but written off and, and got through in the second uh, in the replay rangers game could have gone either way and were largely quite good but for and the killing game can just be forgotten well, the killing game should be consigned <laughs> to, to the bin forever the only one of those that's been a real concern as you know the real pressing concern is is this one where they didn't play well at all there now have to be questions asked about, particularly I think Gary McKay-Steven, who
0: again, again he looked poor.
1: The problem is they've got two, they've got two because they they obviously wanted to recruit another winger in January and didn't do it. Fine, if everyone's working the way they should do, there are, there should be enough options. But he obviously signed Greg Stewart to play behind the the main striker, but he's but McInnes is now stuck in a position where you've either got to play one of McGinn or Gary Stephen. steven steven looks, whether it's true or not, that his head is in New York, whether he is or not. Like, he he just doesn't look... Like, he's always been inconsistent, but he just doesn't even look like, like his heart's in it at the moment. And that may be incredibly unfair, but that's, that's certainly what it looks like. McGinn, since he's come back from Korea, has either been a complete game-changer or completely anonymous. Yep. If you've got both of those players playing at the same time, then you're effectively playing with nine men. And when, uh, this season they've had Conor McLennan, who has been excellent and has the same amount of assists as McGinn and more goals than Gary McIe-Steven, he came on and did more than any player in the uh, in the pitch to, to turn the game. And when the only other option for a wide man is to play Greg Stewart there and put Stevie May in behind, then you're kind of but messing with it, your plan. It just on. felt yeah. like
2: the, the signing of Stewart didn't make sense for a lot of reasons, um, many of which are um, personal. 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 <laughs> but but just the fact that he doesn't seem like, Cosgrove doesn't seem like an ideal foil for him either. Mm-hmm. He's had the success with Hemings and Brophy, who are both kind of quick, you know, like kind of pest strikers rather mm-hmm. than the kind of more target man style. And so it just felt like if you were asking him to go and play with Stevie May, that would make sense. But mm-hmm. Cosgrove obviously is undroppable at the moment. And then yeah. you're like, well, where does Stewart fit in? Where do the wingers mm-hmm. fit in? And, and it does all just become a bit...
1: Yeah. I think had it, I mean I think I think Cosmo was deceptively quick and, um, and I think in theory that could work, but the, the 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 one player they were crying out for in January was another winger because of the, the problems with consistency and not getting that means that there's three more problems thrown up.
0: There was one winger you did have, but you let him go on loan to yeah. Dundee, and he seems to be doing the business, he seems to be a game changer for them at the moment. Uh, Dundee, we'll get to him in a minute, because Dundee kind of did this the hard way, after being given a uh, man advantage, when Sean Byrne went and stood showing <laughs> on a, what's his name, Tadeus's had, right wrist, <laughs> he almost <laughs> took his hand yeah, off.
2: Yeah, was. It was one of those Very Livingston challenges It reminded me I mean it wasn't quite To the same extent But that um, That famous one Of uh, Jason Talbot In the championship um, Oh yeah uh, On Sam Sam Nicholson Nicholson. And he uh, You know He just comes out of nowhere And just It's just like studs straight Yellow cards Yeah Yeah But uh, Later upgraded to red Yeah yeah, (laughs) It just It was just a, a A challenge that well, yeah, there wasn't deliberate He didn't go out to hit him But it's Livingston and you kind of see it coming And you're like, yep, yeah, okay And uh, But it's very Livingston to, to get a man sent off And
0: then basically immediately scored anyway um, That's the fifth set-piece goal in a row That um, Livingston have scored against Dundee And I haven't really gone back and had a look To see how many set-piece goals they've scored recently Because obviously at the start of the season They were scoring pretty much nothing but set-piece goals I think a lot of teams have got them figured out now or at least know how to mitigate it to an extent not Dundee nah yeah. <laughs> it's, it's
2: always been a bit of a problem for Dundee I think like with various managers like they just they just can see cheap goals all the time but unlike what they've got now is they've actually got a much better team As I say I watched them um, against Kelly um, last, last midweek um, whenever it was, it was a 2-2 game and we very impressed by them, just the signings that they've made. Um right right being a big part of that, just he just gets him up the park so much, he's so direct, he wants the ball and when he gets it he does well. And then Nelson given the the reports I saw from at was that the Falkart fans liked him, but he didn't say, you know, he wasn't like an amazing standout player in the championship, but he's come up and he looks like such a really shrewd piece of The business. Sunderland especially,
0: supporters, with that Twitter thread that yeah. announced that he had left, there was a lot of annoyed Sunderland supporters. And, and I thought that was quite telling because I'm the same as you. I saw his Falkirk stint and thought, well, why are they getting a guy that didn't yeah. do well in the championship? Yeah,
2: but he, the fact they can get him, they've got him permanently as so well, it makes such a difference because you're like, it's, it's our player. And, he he got two goals against Kelly, and he could he could add more. He caused him he caused the um, defense him and Curran caused the defense trouble um, in that game. And then it was the same again. It was such a nice nice uh, nice header as well. That he scored, and
1: he he seems really confident. And I think obviously that you want to bring in players who are better quality than we've got, and that wasn't that hard for Dundee to do. But also you you want to bring in guys who just don't have experience of being shite for six mm-hmm. months and mm-hmm. like. Think yeah. Well, and, and he looks incredibly confident he looks for a young guy looks like ready to leave the lead line what four and four already um, and just as has completely transformed the dynamic up front and, and they do look like they've got a constant goal threat. and they do look like they have someone they've, they've got they've got a a number of different threats it's a, it's and a number of different alleyways.
2: It's a team that had been playing with a stri- without a striker for 18 months, basically. Yeah. Um, even when Kenny Miller came in and obviously he did score a hat-trick against Hamilton. But he had a wee
0: burst of form, he's, yeah.
2: He's not a striker who leads the line in any way. He stays anyway. He's a striker who, even when he's trying to do a bit less, he still pops up in the left wing half the time. and It brings a lot to the team and I think it's sometimes that criticism is a bit unfair because I think Miller has always contributed a lot to whatever team he plays for, but he just... He's not someone who's going to lead the line in the way that Dundee needs someone. They need that you're in a battle and you need a guy who's going to stand in the middle, and you know he's there, mm-hmm. and you can hit him. You know he, he's just a constant presence, and that's what Nelson's offered. and mm-hmm. I think I think it could be one of the best bits of business, um, in the and, and I'm pretty, pretty confident now that Dundee are going to finish um, outside. I think, I think so yeah, too. Yeah, I, I think, think
0: Hamilton will probably drop into the playoff position. I, I can't yes. see Simmer finishing anywhere other than bottom now, which I know is not a bold prediction or anything. <laughs> but um, I mean another great bit of business has been Scott Wright that was an absolutely fantastic uh, finish for the free kick I um, for the winner I, I know I made a quip about him um, it was for link purposes because I think that even if he was at Aberdeen at the moment um, he either wouldn't be getting in the team or he wouldn't be turning in performances like that it's the kind of it looks like the it's the kind of move that he really needed where he could just go away where there's kind of maybe maybe lower expectations uh, but he's going to play every week and he's going to get a good run yeah, at it the main thing,
2: I think it would Peter Paul got sent to St. Johnston on loan yep. and it kind of was probably the making of him as a player and I think it could be the same for Wright he's had to, I mean he played a lot of games for Aberdeen in the first half of the season he must have played about 20 times for Aberdeen but, but Parkers got relegated of, so he was, was he was lot, not good in any of those games <laughs> there was a lot of uh, yeah there was a lot of sub appearances in the um yeah, he just needed to be a, yeah, almost a more important cog in the team to learn that kind of ability to take on a bit of responsibility, which he's never had to do at Aberdeen. I think that's the thing for young players. You saw Hasty come in at Muller well, and he's taken on the responsibility. But I think at Aberdeen in particular, because we've got so many big characters, it's easy for someone like that to just shrink away and just say, well, I, I'm not needing to lead here. But then he goes into a D team where some of his teammates are, are shit. And he's like, well, okay, I'm better than these guys. I need to be able to... <laughs> and that, carry you carry them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, two... Two, not last
1: season, the season before, like he, it looked like he, it was the mantle was passed oh, yeah. from McGinn to uh, to Scott Wright, and uh, I think the second youngest hat trick in Scottish top flight for or, I don't know how, but after Anthony talks, um, and he looked incredibly unpredictable. He could play with both feet. He could he could play on either wing. He could play as a number ten, and it did look like there was a really big future for him. I think the loan move could have probably should have happened for him a year ago right and certainly there were stories that he asked to go out on loan last season um last january because he he wanted that that kind of game time and there was talk of him going to st johnston or um i think dundee were probably were possibly interested last last um last year and it would have done him a a lot of good because last year was kind of a write-off he i mean he he appeared intermittently Came back, looked like he was back in favour at the start of the season, um, but kind of dropped in and out of the team. And like you say, he needs a he needs to be a big game player. He's got ability; he can hit from distance. he practices his free kicks. Apparently, stays back to practice free kicks for a, after. Yeah.
0: Exactly, there you go. That's what that kind of dedication does at moments like that. Yeah,
2: bit the thing is, it's, how it's reinforcing for the player as well because he could sit, he could stay at Aberdeen. And practises free kicks all at once and then when he's on the park he's probably not going to get to hit one because yeah. in the someone's going yeah. to step up and take it. Whereas there he actually sees that that hard work pays off and it probably makes him you know double, double his efforts in some ways. Um, looking at Levy, like I think this is going to be just a bit of a doll into the season for them. Well like, I was going to
0: say I mean is it too early to predict that they're going to go down next season? And should David Martindale be sacked before that happens?
2: It's, I mean, it's hard, it's very hard to predict because you don't know what the, I know, I know, being. but I mean, it just it, seems
0: to be that it's the momentum, the, the, the large part of their success this season, and not to diminish it in any way, is the momentum they carried from winning the league two years in a row, uh, the to successive promotions and, uh, sorry, not winning the league, they were both successive promotions, uh, the, obviously, the second one was through the playoffs, but it was a lot of it was momentum, and uh, them being a different proposition, and um, t- teams taking a while to figure them out. And again, it's not to diminish that achievement anymore. But I, I think the the, the the inverse of that might be happening now, where I don't know. And you just look some of the signings they've made recently. I know Joel pointed pointed out in a quite a recent podcast about guys like Erskine. Sybould was a summer signing I suppose But they just don't seem like Livy players That fit into that System And I, I just Wonder whether Their race is run And they're not really Going to recover from this
2: It's hard to tell Because I mean They're going to have to Have a big Refresh In the summer They're, they're definitely not Going to get relegated this year I just don't they're, they're they're way too far ahead um, Definitely like, not happening Something like definitely 15 not. points ahead Right um, And they um, Yeah they've got 31 Dundee have got 18 Yeah okay who 15 are behind point, them. As yeah, of That's Hamilton. not happening um, But they're going to lose Gallagher. Presumably, they're going to lose Halkett. Um It'd be interesting to see what a go hangs about. There might be interest from in the Premiership in him after the season he's had. Like he, He's not he's not someone you're immediately yes, he's definitely going to...
0: And then you can easily see others
2: wanting Burn, to jump ship Burn after that happens probably, if they're going to get
0: um, Premiership clubs. Burn, Burn is probably going to find another Burn club. could play in the Premiership. Um, Either, any of the midfield three that started the season will yeah, we'll get yeah, I think Jacobs clubs.
2: is probably one that will hang about, but... They're going to need a big overhaul and it'll be interesting to see what they do then. Um but the, for now I think they can be happy with their season regardless of how it pans out. Everyone expects them to finish twelfth, so the fact that they won't is still a success, but it's it can be that bad momentum, as you say, if if, if they'd had the season the other way around and gonna you know, if they if they started the way Dundee have they started really badly and then picked up, it almost sets you better up for the next season than, than yep. the opposite. I
1: think Regardless of, I mean, we assume that Saint Mirren and Hamilton are in the bottom two positions, and they go down and are are replaced by any of the top current top four or five. I think you would say starting next season, even with current squads, Livy would be eleventh, twelfth best squad. You would you would say that they're still probably one of the favourites to go down. So I don't think it'd be a massive surprise if they lose a bunch of their squad and they've got to totally rebuild and people think well that's then done but they're they're a couple of years ahead of schedule
2: at the moment yeah mm-hmm. I, don't know, I, don't know. I think if, if, you know, if air come, I'm not just saying that but if air came up they would they would go straight back down and there would be no disgrace for them but the other teams are, yeah, Ross County Dundee United even Inverness if they come up they're going to be favoured ahead of they.
0: Right, so let's move on to the next game, uh, where we've got the first look at new Hibs manager Paul Heckingbottom, who looks like he's signed from Spandau Valley. Yeah,
1: um, very good, uh, very good introduction to the press memes, where he he looked, he was very kind of smart and dapper, but also kind of car salesman. That expression on side. his face, it's very good. It's, <laughs>
0: it's quite discerning. That think. side-on look.
1: Yeah, it's um, very hard to tell. You know, obviously, first game very hard to tell from from any kind of impression he would have, but very hard to tell because Hamilton were absolutely rotten and intent on giving Hibbs all the chances. It's a very attacking lineup
0: yeah. from Hamilton. The three strikers uh, and then Andrew in the midfield as well. It was it was very attacking. Yeah, it's just they they're trying. I think he's he's maybe overcompensated
2: a bit in that game, right? Where he's obviously talked about being positive and and he's he's shown that in the previous games where he's gone out, he's played, um, played kind of attacking football, and they've they've got good results. And he's almost always well, going to double down on it. And go to happens? I mean, they they got beat, I think six one off Hibs earlier on the season. So at least it was six wasn't, nil, I six think. Nil, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at least it wasn't that. Um, it's about the only team Hibs beat. Yeah, but they just uh, so and Celtic being the other one that they seem to always pick right up. Uh, but they, um, <laughs> again, Hamilton. It's not this game that's the big one for them They, they could have got something They've obviously taking points off hips before But they're, they're almost kind of Just the positivity That's not going to That's not going to take that positivity away That's come from the new appointment And stuff like that And that's not to say Rice will do well It's, it's very early days on him in general But for Hibbs, it's like yeah, heckin' but You don't you don't learn much about him from beating Hamilton two now, You learn much about him when yeah, you
0: the, know. Yeah, I thought the Hibbs setup and lineup had kind of and the subs that came on had very much had the feel that he's given everybody a clean slate and given everybody a chance to impress because he kept the same lineup. He switched it slightly. Finally, Daryl Horgan's playing on the wing, and lo and behold, he gets an assist. I mean, the, the guy was bought as a winger showed quite a lot of early promise in his his career as a winger and then was kind of just shunted about he played wing back a couple of times um played as a number 10 quite a lot and I know he scored as a number 10 against Wraith last week but that's Wraith Wraith can't even are the only full-time team in their league and they can't even get close to the top of that so I mean it's not that huge a feat scoring against them but yeah it's just and you see you see the difference in him as he's as he's kind of moved out to the wing um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be very much, I mean, there's a good chance that they could still get back into the top six, but I think for this season, it's probably going to be a bit of, let's see what I've got for but the rest it, of the season can, from heck and
2: bottom. It can be good for a new manager, especially someone who's basically no connection to Scottish football before, so it's a big learning curve for him to come in and it's good to have that length of time to... Yeah, as you say, they've not they've not got a great deal to play for because okay, they're still in the Scottish Cup, and if they if they can win against Celtic, then they're they're going to be one of the favourites for the Scottish yeah, Cup. Yeah. But um,
0: and Rodgers has never won at Easter Road. Yeah, so there, there's a
2: lot riding on that game. But in the league, yeah, they might finish top six. They're, they're probably too far back for Europe, so they're not they're not got a lot to play for, which means they can experiment a bit. I maybe mean, can maybe look at the the well, likes the the young guys that like, you know, likes of Lewis Allen and these other um, or, or post taste indeed, the the young boys that. I've been on the fringes of the team. Okay, Portis a bit further on than that, but that ah, there's been a lot of talk about these Hibs youngsters, and none of them have really imposed themselves a great deal. So he might be able to get a look at them for a, a sustained run.
1: I think if you were being very positive and trying and just you know, looking at accentuating the positives, they looked. To all intents and purposes Like a team that had A gloom lifted from them Camberie and McNulty
0: Camberie especially Looked yeah.
1: like they, they were sparky they, they I thought you saw really that well from thought,
0: Sorry to interrupt But I thought you saw that From Sean The St Mirren game The game after Lennon left He looked like a Kind of player with Weight off his shoulders I think Camberie Was still kind of Carrying a bit His body language Every time he missed a chance He was kind of getting uh, Mopey and stuff But this one Yeah he looked like It was Yeah he looked like He was rejuvenated in a sense. I'm not I mean, sure if he touched that when it went in, but I'm not sure if it was his goal, but still, I mean, he needs it, even Horgan's probably like, if anybody needs a goal, it's it him give just it give it to side. him yeah, if it helps the team overall
1: But they they looked, they looked bright and breezy and I thought the, the forward two linked up, linked up better than, I mean, arguably better than any of the forward two attempts, a, a, a that Hibs have had in the last 18 months, they've tried to find some, that's been like the one part of the jigsaw that didn't ever seem to quite fit but I thought that they, they uh, linked up really well, the caveat to all of this of course is it was Hamilton and as attacking as they tried to be, there were times they had f- like five players within six yards of the penalty spot and just you know, were letting them, they were bombarded with crosses that they weren't attacking and uh, just didn't have a, have a good day of it at all, but chance to experiment for Hibbs it does seem like everyone's got a clean slate. The squad is more than good enough to see them through at the end of the season and do some, you know, do enough to not have a complete car crash of a season. And uh, yeah, I mean, if this is a long-term appointment, then he's got he's got a summer that's not going to need a huge amount to rebuild.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a lot there to work with. We I forgot we didn't mention the um the penalty shout that Livy had at 1-1 in the, the last game we were um we were covering. So um I don't know, maybe I think they should add a penalty. I think that was at 1-1. So maybe they won't get relegated next season. But there's one there's one game to go, um, and it's a 0-0. that's why it's at the end. And it was Rangers Sans Morelos, 0 St Johnston 0
2: So so can I start by having a little bit of a rant here? Yes, please. I have read several articles or people saying that Rangers have Morelos to blame Oh yeah, for, for not being in the title range. Oh, no. Oh, what, no. What,
0: the, what the fuck
2: is that about? Sorry, sorry to be crude, but... There was one have, if, in particular if, I read
0: today and I was thinking, that's just a grudge that you're continuing they, to hold.
2: The fact that Morelos is suspended and they don't win. Okay, it's Morelos's fault for getting suspended, but that does not mean that... He is responsible There's 10 other players there There would be no title race Without Morelos Rangers would be 5th in the league Without (laughs) Morelos Yeah Like they genuinely would be They're they're only They're only a handful of points Ahead of 5th as it is And He has Essentially Single-handedly Dragged that team through Okay they've had other performances From players at times Kent's had good spells Middleton's had good spells They've been getting um, Even like The midfielders Have had spells Of scoring goals and stuff But Fundamentally Rangers are the biggest one man team in the league. Morelos has dragged them through so many games this season, has won them so many points, essentially exactly single handedly. And so to say that he it's his fault that they have not won is just mm-hmm. it's just bollocks. Um but you did see how much he was missed. You saw that yes, they would they would be closer in the title race if he was if he hadn't been suspended for a big bunch of games but that's kind of down to Jermaine Defoe not being up to it, and again, I keep feeling like I'm tempting fake with the, with a game in midweek, but he probably won't start. Um, Lafferty's just been a, a big, big waste of money, just pouring, I Can't believe it, every passing game. I think I can't believe how much money we've we got done, for him. That. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a good signing at the time as well, but Craig, yeah. Craig Levine and all our fifteen players next summer, and <laughs> uh, it's yeah, ten goalkeepers in, and all of them will flap at some point, and uh, yeah, it's just. I, I couldn't buy that. The fact is, when he's not in the team, they're, they're awful um, at times, and that's two nil nils in a row without him. The defense has been doing their part, um, just about. Yeah, bit. Warrell's got
0: really good after that howler uh, that he had
2: actually, and and Fodderingham came in and, and did very well. Um, there was mm-hmm. one incredible save, um, which kept them at point, but yeah, to. T- to pin that on Morelos, not I mean, to, you, it's fair enough to criticise Morelos for getting suspended. Yes, of course, he, of course. His um, discipline, and Rangers fans are have been trying to stick up from... His discipline's a problem. It's, called, it's a big problem for them. He's had several red cars and he's dodged red cars. But to go and say to take that and then say, well, it's his fault that they aren't challenging. No, it's just not true.
1: And I, I think... Another, another side of this that's, that's not really a highlight enough one of the reasons that he is so effective is he's a niggly shit yeah. he's like elbows and stamping and every yeah. like pushing it to the extent but that that makes him an absolute nightmare to play against and that's one of the reasons that he's a level above every other striker in the league now take that away this is like cliche alert but take that away from him and he's half the player so you do have to mitigate that with some other talent elsewhere in the squad You'd think with the huge amount of money that's been invested, not just fees, but in wages, there would be someone else who would be capable of
2: stepping in for the six, uh, eight, mean, ten games a season play, that going to St- miss. And with no disrespect to St Johnston, they a very good team. They're playing St Johnston at home. If they yeah. have any pretensions of winning the league, they should be beating St Johnston at home with five players out, not just the goalkeeper and striker.
0: Yeah, even even when Morelos is playing, the goals should be getting shared around more. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, in his absence, they need it even more, and they're just not. Yeah, there's just not enough, or anybody stepping up to fill that gap when he's not there.
1: It's not even. I mean, it's not even like they you take him out and they don't have another player that can go in and play the same way. You know that is that is also true to some extent, but it's. They take him out and they don't know how to play. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's like there isn't a plan B. I mean, we criticised Jared a little bit earlier in the season when if things weren't working. His tactics seemed to be to throw on more attackers, but you know he, he has seemed to have learned a little bit how to change a game. But the the idea that you're so effective for playing in this one way with this one particular player, and then you don't just rip up the way you're playing. Because he's not there It's like Everybody does, right. everyone Loses all kind of sight Of how they were, to, Had
2: played previously To finish I mean Rangers Before going A bit to St. Johnston Like Gerard again Is taking no Personal responsibility Whatsoever For yet another Bad result for his yeah. team Now I'm trying to Remember back to What game it was And um, I'm struggling To remember the, It was a game like, oh, was When we was in Kelly beat them At Rugby Park And they were Chasing the game Late on And he was sitting Slumped on the bench Head and hands And it was Such an overt deliberate action that he was trying to distance himself look at what i've got from, yeah, to work with look at, mm-hmm. it's, it's for a manager at a big club like that like I, I find it embarrassing like to say oh i have spent so much money in january and already you on know, wages and defoe uh, fee on davis wages on davis various other things what he spent in the summer he's relying on a guy that the previous manager signed on the cheap who is okay? Potentially one of the best players in the world. Well, he's one of the best players in the league. And then to say, "Oh, I've got nothing to work with." You're playing against St Johnston. You've got twenty times the budget of that St Johnston mm-hmm. team. And then to come out and essentially say, "Oh, it's not. It's not me. It's the players." I told the players what to do. It is the worst thing you can get from a manager. And it, it just, yeah, it, it's a major frustration for me that he's. Their fans seem to be letting him away with it as much as anything because he comes out and moans a bit of referee every now and then. Right.
0: We're a wee bit over so we're just going to have to go quickly on St. John'son. a couple of sentences each. I'm going to say mine is Cammie Bell got a clean sheet eye so that's something. <laughs> I
2: would say that be a, a uh, in a win for Killer, there. So, uh, he said uh, he's done it before, but he couldn't have had many easier debuts to be honest, considering where he was going and all that. Like uh, they didn't trouble him very much. No. Um, if St. and Johnson if anything, yeah, team,
0: St Johnston. Yeah. I mean, Blair Alston could have continued his excellent scoring record at Ibrox and won the game.
2: I keep watching that back, and even though I know that it didn't go in, <laughs> I keep expecting it to go in. He fully expected. There, because he yeah. he's just so, he's so used to it. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a funny because read sort of a St Johnston thread on Pineborough, but in the early nineties when Tommy Burns played for Kelly, he um, there was a Scottish Cup game against Johnston I think they might have been a league above us at the time and Kelly went to I want to say McDermott Park it was by then and Tommy Burns has this lob from about 35 yards and it goes over the keeper and it bounces on the grass and everyone thinks it's in and he thinks it's in and then it bounces up and over the bar and, and it was just very reminiscent of that and every time you watch it you're like yeah this is a goal and then it wasn't um, but yeah, no, I, I was uh, very impressed with them. Um, they to, to go to Ibrox and they've, they've had results at Ibrox before, but to go and just play so confidently and, and to look untroubled, essentially, mm, by very happy yeah. Not and after Celtic. being yeah, and after that run of
0: games <laughs> against Celtic, um, yeah, and they, are, they
2: are, I think I think they will um, go in and finish sixth.
0: Right, we're going to leave it there. You guys didn't get an intro, and you're not going to get an outro either. Say bye, guys. Bye.
2: Bye.